Today's sermon this morning is, is a continuation of the Connect series that we have, have been in together where we've talked about connecting to, to various things, connecting to Christ, connecting to Christian community, but the, connecting to, to Christian principles. But today I want to, to preach a little sermon to you about connecting to Christ's power. Connecting to Christ's power. I ask us this morning, have you ever experienced a difficulty? Probably everyone in this room would say absolutely. I may ask the question to you now and say, are you experiencing a difficulty currently, presently? Many would answer yes, I would imagine. Have you ever needed guidance in your life? Maybe you say, Pastor, I need guidance now in my life. Have you ever needed strength over the temptation coming from the the enemy of our lives who tempts us to do things that are contrary to God's word? I want to tell us that sometimes we need that strength over temptation. Have you ever longed for comfort? We live in a fallen world. We live in a a disappointing world. We live in a sin-cursed world. God is perfect, But the world we live in is not perfect. One day, God will put everything back in order. One day, we will live, if we know Christ, we will live in perfection and we will not deal with the disappointments and the uh, fallen world in which we live. But right now, sometimes we can have heartbreak and we need comfort from the Lord. If you said yes to any of these questions, then this morning I encourage you to connect to Christ's power. Christ's power, the ability to live a victorious and a peaceful Christian life. Do we want to live victorious in this life? Do we want to have peace in the innermost parts of our lives and our hearts and our minds? I want to tell us this morning that that, that victory and that peace does not come and will never come from our own hands. It will never come from our own resources. And our own abilities or energy or the word power is not going to be sufficient for us to live in peace or to live in victory. But I have good news this morning. You see, the gospel is good news. And the good news that I have to us is that you and I can connect to a power that is beyond ourselves. We can connect to Christ's power. You say, Pastor, I I have some questions this morning. Is he reliable? Is this power source that you speak of trustworthy? I want to tell every one of us this morning that Christ when I'm trying to encourage us to connect to Christ, to connect to his power, I want to remind all of us and tell us that he is credible. Not every person we meet in this life is credible. There are some salespeople who are honest and credible, and there are those who are maybe not. There are some in the ministry who are credible, but some who maybe are not. But Christ is credible. When I connect to Christ's power, I can remind myself that I have made a smart or an intelligent 
connection. When I connect to Christ's power, I can know confidently that I have a secure connection. In this life in which we live, security can be fragile. The rug can be pulled out from under us seemingly at any time and by any circumstance. But I want to tell you this morning that Christ's power can be a secure connection to provide security in this life in which we live. Why is that? Let me just tell you a few things about Christ and his resume, if you will. First of all, if you start with a good resume, you list the experience. I want to tell us this morning that Christ has been there and done that. Christ has experienced life as we experience life today. Christ came in the form of man and he walked upon this earth and he experienced all the difficulties that you and I face. He was tempted just as we are tempted, yet without sin, the Bible says. He experienced the heartbreaks and the disappointments that we face throughout our day-to-day living. Christ is experienced. But not only is he experienced, he endured everything that he faced. Every problem and obstacle of life he endured. Hebrews 12 and 2 says it this way. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He endured it. So now he is in a position where he is seated at the right hand of God and he can make a legitimate advocacy for you and for me. But not only is Christ experienced and not only is Christ has being endured, but Christ also endued. And that's where the good news comes to you and to me. He is victorious. He is all-powerful. He has experienced all these things with victory, but he doesn't want to keep his power to himself. He wants to endue us with his power. John 16 and 7 talks about this endowment of power. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient or it is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus talking to the disciples before he ascended and left this earth, before he ascended to go to the Father. He said, it's necessary, it's expedient, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper or the comforter, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I depart, if I leave, I will send him unto you. And so I see this morning that Christ has sent the Holy Spirit to the church just as he promised. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that Christ made the promise to the disciples and to you and me? He said, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go away. But if I go, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 
And we know that when he went away, he went and sat at the right hand of the Father. He looked at the Father and he, he made intercession for us and he knew that we needed his power so that we could live in victory and peace. And we see then in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost that God sent the power upon us and upon the church. Who is this Holy Spirit? First of all, the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he is a person. He is the spirit of Christ. Christ sent him to this world. He is the third person of the triune Godhead, the Trinity in which we believe. There are many adjectives or, or many names that talk about the Holy Spirit throughout the, the Gospels. And most of these were used by Jesus Christ himself. You look at me this morning and you say, is the Holy Spirit relevant today? Is the Holy Spirit needed today? Can he be real in my life today? I want to say yes, yes, and yes. And I want to remind us that the Holy Spirit being outpoured upon the church, the Holy Spirit being active in our lives was Jesus Christ's idea. It's not my theology. It's not some church father who, who came up with this. But Jesus said, I'm going to go to the Father. And if I go, I'm going to pray to him to send to you another comforter. To send to you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit outpouring. This power of the Holy Spirit is not a man-made concoction. It is a God-ordained prophesied fulfillment. And he is the comforter. The Holy Spirit will bring us comforter, comforting power to our lives. He is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete. He is our helper. He's our advocate. He's our friend. He's the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit, the genuine Holy Spirit, he will lead us closer to God. He will lead us closer to the truth. One version said it this way. Jesus said, but I tell you that I am going to do what is best for you. How many knows that Christ will always do what's best for us? He said, this is why I'm going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to you until I leave. But after I am gone, I will send the Spirit to you. The New King James Version said it this way. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. I want to tell us as Christians this morning, we can have an advantage in this life. The Holy Spirit can empower us in every aspect of our lives, from relations to our vocations to our ministry to our family to our finances. We can have an advantage in this world if we lean upon the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. I like that description of the helper because the power of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and he helps us. Anything that the Holy Spirit does in our lives... Any working in our lives is always for the good and it's always to help us. So let's talk about this for just a moment. Let's talk about some fingerprints this morning. 
If they want to hit the slide that has some fingerprints on it, I want to, want to talk about the arrival, now get this, the arrival of the Holy Spirit in our lives is not always comfortable at first. Can I just preach here, right here this morning? You say, well, what do you mean, Pastor? I want to tell you that, that the Holy Spirit, when he first comes on the scene in our lives, he might just maybe make us feel a little uncomfortable. What am I trying to say? Let me read John 16 and 8. And when he, let me say when the Holy Spirit, when Holy Spirit has come, he, Holy Spirit, will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. You see, it is the Holy Spirit who draws us to salvation. The Holy Spirit who convicts us of our failures, who convicts us of our shortcomings, who, let me just say it bluntly, who convicts us of our sin. And it is possible in our lives that sometimes we resist the Holy Spirit because we don't want to deal with the sin that the Holy Spirit is prompting us to deal with. So I say the initial arrival of the Holy Spirit on our end can seem a little uncomfortable at first. But as you heard it uh, spoke about so well in the Sunday school lesson this morning from Sister Allison, conviction is not a bad thing. Conviction is a good thing if we will allow its work in our lives. I want to say it this way using fingerprints. It's as if that the Holy Spirit is not so much interested in just taking our fingerprint to prove our guilt. That is the first part of it. Takes our fingerprint. You're guilty. We're all guilty. We have all sinned. We have all fallen short. But it is more so that he wants to take and place his fingerprint on our heart. That's the beautiful part of conviction. That's the beautiful thing that if you sit here this morning or, or you find yourself throughout the week feeling as if the Holy Spirit is dealing with you. Feeling as if the Holy Spirit is, is urging you to, to come to Christ in repentance or, or to make some changes in your life. I want to assure every one of us that if the Holy Spirit is doing that, he is doing it because he wants to take the very fingerprint of Christ and put it upon our hearts and make us more like him and to make us better. His convicting is to lead us into the truth. Let's look at John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he's again talking about the Holy Spirit. When he, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, when he has come, he will guide you into all truth. I don't always know what the right step is to take. I don't always know the answer. When I was younger, I used to think that everything was black and white, and it is in regards to sin. Don't get me wrong. But many times, if you, we, as adults, we find ourselves in situations and we're trying to make a decision, and decisions can be tough. Can I get an Amen. But we have a helper. We have the Holy Spirit who has come to guide us into truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Now, who is he hearing from? He is hearing from Christ himself. 
And so if the Holy Spirit is speaking something to my situation, if the Holy Spirit is guiding me in a direction, I can rest assured that He, Holy Spirit, has heard from Christ Himself. That's a blessed promise this morning. And He will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent, not just everywhere now, but He is present in the future as well. And He knows what lies ahead and He can direct our paths. And we need to connect, if I could say it the way our title said it, we need to connect to Christ's power. Let me talk then, we've talked about a fingerprint. Let's talk a little bit about some fruit. Let's talk about some fruit What do I get in life when I live life by my own efforts? Let me ask some questions here. What do I get in life when I live life by my own power? What do I get in life if I trust my own resources? What do I get in life when I live my way and through my own thinking intelligence? I want to tell us all what we get is what we see on the, on the side of the screen there is bruised and rotten and decaying fruit from our lives. As much as I would like to think I've got it all together, as much as I would like to think that I know all the answers, if I try to live this life in my own intelligence and in my own power, my own resources, I will end up rotting on the vine. Or falling off onto the floor and rotting and bruised. But when my life is connected to Christ's power, we see the picture over there of the beautiful fruit on the other side of the screen. I wrote this down this way. Christ-given qualities to my life, producing Christ-like qualities from my life. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in each one of us. He wants to put Christ-like qualities into us and then those Christ-like qualities will come out of us. And that, my friends, is true Spirit-filled living. I believe in having Spirit-filled experiences. I believe those are necessary. I believe they bless us. I believe they give us power. And encouragement, I love those times of refreshing in the presence of the Holy Spirit. But spirit-filled living is when the rubber meets the road and I move beyond just those experiences into a walking and a lifestyle or a cultivation. That's the term that I have in my notes that, that the Holy Spirit wants to first, when He convicts us, He wants to create in us. But as we live, He wants to cultivate fruit in our lives. Let me read to you from Galatians. They can put it on the screen. Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. Here are the things that the Holy Spirit will cultivate in our lives. And they are good things. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such is no law. What he's saying right there is if I am living and producing these fruits of the Spirit, I have no worry about doing something wrong or judgment because the Holy Spirit is then leading me and producing the right fruit in my life. 
And those who are Christ, look at verse 24. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh. And it's one version says lust thereof. Or, or expanding that, the passions and desires. Everything that I want to do. Everything that I feel like I would enjoy. My lust, my passions, my desires. Just because it might feel right to me does not make it right. We live in a world today where, where people say, well, I was born this way or I was born that way or I feel this inclination to do this or to do that. Can I tell all of us, it doesn't matter how I feel. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit define for me what is right and what is wrong. I might say, I feel like giving them a piece of my mind, but the Holy Spirit says, no, no, no. He may say, I don't have enough mind to give away. You better not. But those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, and I cannot crucify my own flesh and control my own flesh in my own self and in my own power. But I can connect to Christ's power. I say to us this morning, may we allow Christ's power to bring forth fruit, cultivate fruit in our lives. So we've talked about Christ's fingerprint, that convicting power. We've talked about Christ's fruit, that cultivating power. But one final point I want to make this morning is about fulfillment. Fulfillment. Look with me, Romans, I think they can put it on the screen for us. Romans chapter 8, 12 through 16. Let's talk a little bit about how the Holy Spirit brings fulfillment and purpose and satisfaction in our lives. It says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. You will die. What will die, pastor? If I live according to the flesh, my hopes will die. If I live according to the flesh, my dreams will die. If I live according to the flesh, my relationships will die. My goals will die. And my purpose that God has given me to live will die if I live according to the flesh. But I have good news in the next part of that verse. But if by the Spirit, if by the Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, guess what? You will live. We had a picture there on the screen just briefly where one man was, was bound and in bondage and you saw him laying there and, and, and life had destroyed him and alcohol in that picture had destroyed him. But the other was free. With his hands lifted. I want to tell us this morning that we can be like that man and know Christ and the power of Christ that has changed our lives. We don't have to be victims of bondage, victims of addiction, victims of the destructions of this world. But we can raise our hands in victory in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he is real and he is for us this morning. And moving on then in verse 14, I like, I like what the writer says here in Romans. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. 
I am living by his spirit, following his spirit, pursuing his spirit. And because of that, I can have a confidence and a fulfillment that my role in his family has been fulfilled and established. I am his son. For you did not receive, look at verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. What a great verse. What a wonderful thought. If I were to take one verse from the whole scripture this morning and you were to take that to lunch with you, take that verse to lunch with you. If you have connected to Christ and you have a longing to connect to Christ's power, then the good news is we have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received a spirit of adoption. You see, I'm not bound by the things of this world, but I am connected to the things of God because he has adopted me into his family. How about you this morning? Have you received that spirit of adoption? If you haven't received that spirit of adoption, if you have not connected to Christ's power, the good news is the scripture tells me that today is the day of salvation. The good news is that I can find fulfillment this very day. If that Holy Spirit who I am preaching about is drawing you, if he is dealing with your heart, you can come and accept him into your heart and find fulfillment in your life. Verse 16 goes on to say, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Let me preach carefully right here for a moment. We are saved by grace through faith. And I don't always feel it. Do you hear me this morning? I don't always feel like I'm saved. I don't always feel like I'm on cloud nine. I'm saved by grace through faith. And I hang on to that salvation. But let me just preach right here that I love those times when I do feel it. I love those times when I have a verse 16 experience where the Holy Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am his and he is mine. I understand that I don't always feel that. I understand that he's present and I don't always feel his presence. But I thank God when he opens up the windows of heaven, so to speak. I thank God when the unction of the Holy Spirit flows through my being and he reminds me that I am his and he is mine. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Look at Ephesians 5, 15 through 21. We're talking about bondage or freedom. Talking about fulfillment. I don't have to be bound. I can can fulfill freedom in my my life. Ephesians 5, 15 and 21 says it this way. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Connecting to the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our lives and guide our paths will help us understand what the will of God is for our lives. And the will of God for my life 
is too important to miss. But also the will of God for your life is too important to miss. And then he goes on in verse 18 and he says, Apostle Paul writing here, he says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The things of this world, whether it be being drunk and intoxicated by wine, or whether it be filled with whatever this world would want to fill us with, will only bring us into a state of bondage. And Paul compares these things and he says, there are things in this world, being drunk, being influenced by by alcohol, but also being influenced by whatever this world would try to influence us and pull us down and, and control us with. There are many, many things that could take root and take control of our hearts and our minds. But he's saying, don't fill your life with those things. I can tell you about Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is here. And you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Your life can be filled with the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful thought. What a beautiful thought that Jesus went to the Father And he said, I can't be with you right now. I'm going to sit at the right hand of the Father. I'm going to pray on your behalf. I'm going to intercede for you. When you pray, I'm going to talk to God for you. Our great advocate, our great intercessor. And he said, since I'm not going to be present with you physically, I'm going to pray the Father. I'm going to ask him and I'm going to say, will you send them another comforter? Will you send them a helper? I know what it's like. I've lived it, it's tough, and they're going to need our presence, God. And he said, I will pour out upon them the Holy Spirit. We don't have to live this life alone. The Comforter has come. Oh, spread the tidings round. Wherever men have found, the Comforter has come. He's our Comforter, our Helper, our Guide, the Spirit of Truth. He will be with us and lift us up. I'm preaching about being filled with the Spirit. One final slide this morning. I want to talk about some batteries. I want to talk about who is leading us, who is powering us. And if the Holy Spirit is leading us, if the Holy Spirit is powering us, I want to tell every one of us then we can finish well. We can finish well. There's a commercial that says this, what's in your wallet? Now everybody's thinking, what is that commercial? I think it's Capital One, right? What's in your wallet? But today, as we look at those batteries on the screen, I ask us, spiritually speaking, what's in our hearts? What what spiritual batteries are powering our lives? Now, there was an old commercial that some of you may remember that, that it kept going and going and going and going. I was going to say that was Alka-Seltzer, but that's not even batteries. <laughs> say it. Energizer. I knew I should have written it down. Energizer. Remember, and it was the Energizer bunny, and it kept going and going and going and going. Now, I know that's silly, I know that's funny, but I want to tell us this morning that we can have a Holy Spirit battery pack in our hearts and in our lives, and we can keep going and going and going and going. 
Some of you are facing hard times, but I want to tell you that when we're connected to Christ's power, we can keep going and going and going and going. The abundant, continuing Christian life. Listen to this quote that I found. The abundant, continuing Christian life is Christ-directed. It's a Christ-directed life by which Christ lives his life in and through us in the power of the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful thought. You say, can that be a reality in my life? Can Christ really live in and through me? Yes, he can through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what do we need to do this morning? What do we need to do this morning? As they come to, to get us some, some music and we have some prayer time together, I propose let's connect to Christ's power. Is that all right? Let's connect to Christ's power. I propose to us this morning, let's start well. What do you mean start well? I mean that we need to allow Christ's fingerprint to come upon our hearts. And if the Holy Spirit is convicting us and stirring us this morning, I say let him put his fingerprint upon our hearts. That conviction is for a good reason, for a good purpose, that will bring good things to our lives and generations to follow us. Not only should we start well, we need to live well. What do you mean live well, Pastor? That, that's the cultivation, the Holy Spirit cultivating the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Start well. Live well. But one day I want to hear him say, well done. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, and now I want to make you ruler over many and enter into the glories of the Lord. The power of Christ, the Holy Spirit, can help each one of us finish well. The Holy Spirit will empower us today. The Holy Spirit will empower us tomorrow. The Holy Spirit will empower us in good times. But the Holy Spirit will also empower us in bad times. The Holy Spirit will be with us in the sunshine, but he wraps his arms around us through the storms. We can finish well. We can start well. We can live well. But like that Energizer Bunny, we can keep going. And going, and going, and going. I propose to us this morning that we need to take on our Holy Spirit battery pack. I mean that by no disrespect. I'm just using it as an illustration. We need to take on our spiritual Holy Spirit battery pack and, and let those Holy Spirit batteries, if you will, power our lives. And if they ever need a recharging, it's not because his connection has failed. But sometimes we might drift and we need to come back and say, Holy Spirit, charge us again. Energize us again. Fill us again. I have one final passage. If you'll just stand with me, I want to share what Jesus said about this. Jesus, he didn't use batteries as an illustration. 
But the same concept that I'm trying to get across, he didn't use batteries, he used rivers. If you think of a river, a mighty rushing river, a moving, powerful river and how that river can just even cut through rocks at times and and move and how a mighty river can gush and create power and generate power from a, to a power plant even. Here's what Jesus said if the John chapter 7 starting at verse 37. So on the last day of that great feast, Jesus stood and he cried out saying if anyone thirsts Let him come to me and drink. He's saying, anybody, if you're lacking, if you're lacking, if you need something, come to me and drink. And verse 38 says, he who believes in me, in Jesus, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, out of his innermost being. One translation says, out of his belly out of the very inside of us, spiritually speaking, will flow rivers of living water. There's nothing worse than stagnant water. Stagnant water. There's nothing worse than water that just stands still and the algae and all those things start just forming and foaming up on the water. I don't want to go swimming in something like that. I won't go swimming anyway, but I won't go swimming in something like that. That stagnant, stale water of the world. That bondage that we preached about earlier. But I'm here to tell us this morning, the water that He gives is living water. Flowing water. Powerful water, water that will make a difference in your life and it'll spring forth and make a difference in someone else's life. He said, Anybody who thirsts, he cried out. He said, Anybody who thirsts, let him come and drink. I believe that anybody means anybody. I believe it could be as if Christ Himself would be standing here this morning and just saying to all of us in this room, If you're thirsty, Come on. I have living water for you. One way of saying it, he'll rock your world. He'll rock my world. He'll give us living water. What's he talking about? Look at verse 39. Final verse. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive I believe in him and I believe in Christ's power I believe in the working and the moving of the Holy Spirit who Christ sent on behalf of the God the Father and God the Son I believe in the Holy Spirit that he dispatched as his divine representative in this world but I don't have to know him from afar I can know him on the inside I don't have to stand and watch him move upon someone else or move through somebody else. I can experience the moving of the Holy Spirit within my own life because out of my innermost being can flow rivers of living water. Not just for me. Not just for you. But Jesus said anybody, anybody 
The last part of that verse, for the Holy Spirit, when Jesus was speaking these words and telling of the Holy Spirit to come, right here he says, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But we find ourselves this morning on the other side of that verse because he's already been glorified. He's already left this world. They watched him as he ascended to God. And the proof that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father is that the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the day of Pentecost. He said, I'm going to pray the Father. He's going to send to you another comforter, a helper, the spirit of truth, the advocate, the guide. And in the fulfillment of time, Joel had prophesied it. Jesus had preached about it. And on the day of Pentecost, the 120 experienced it. But the good news is it did not stop on the day of Pentecost. Because Joel prophesied it and Peter preached it. And he said, this promise shall be to you and to your children and your children's children, and as many as the Lord thy God shall call. I still believe that the Holy Spirit is active and moving in this world today. I still believe He is empowering millions of believers even this very hour in which we stand. And I want to tell us this morning that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can flow in us like a mighty river, like a mighty fountain springing up in our lives. How about it this morning? You say, I feel weak in the journey. I want to tell you there is strength in the power of Christ. There is strength in the Holy Spirit. You say, I am confused. I don't know what to do. I want to tell you, there is guidance that comes from tapping into the power of Christ to the Holy Spirit. I believe in the power that Christ promised. I believe in that promise that He fulfilled. And I believe that there is power for your life and my life. Today, tomorrow, and until He comes and we finish well of the Holy Spirit the intensity of the strength the activity of the Holy Spirit in my life depends on me because he's already done his part he's already sent his gift and if I want the Holy Spirit to, to create more and more in me and put his fingerprint upon me more and more, I need to yield to that. The intensity of that cultivating fruit in my life, those fruits of the Spirit, it depends on me because he's already working and already doing his part. I must yield to the Holy Spirit. And that fulfillment that I need in my life He's already sent the Holy Spirit. He's already imparted the Holy Spirit. If I want Him to be rich and real and real to me, then I need to make myself available and willing for Him. How about it this morning? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Are we still a church who believes in the Holy Spirit? Are we still a church who wants to be sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. We believe that He will give us power to live our lives. Oh, Lord, send the power just now. That old song, oh, Lord, send the power just now. And baptize everyone. I encourage us this morning as a corporate body and as individuals to plug into the power that God has given us for life, for peace, for fulfillment. Plug into the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask us to bow our heads all over this building. I have sensed the unction of the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit honors the Word of God this morning.